happy, merry summer. Do you say merry summer? Do people say happy summer? I just did it. It just happened. Merry summer to you. Is this the summer solstice that we're in? We're in the summer solstice. All right. The dog days of summer. The dog days of summer. I don't the remember fake what that... With the, is that an idiom? I don't know. What it's a that? baseball thing. Is it? What does it mean? It's just the, the low... The, like the summer is like the, the drag of the heat and because, all these games. But is it because the, the dog is like sort of laying around napping? No, because you're just tired. You're oh. tired. You're getting towards the end of the season. I'm just wondering like what, I mean, I know what it means. What I'm just saying, like how does the dog get involved? Yeah, I don't know. know. I just think, I see the opening of Hee Haw. Anyway. Uh, what have we been watching? You ask. <laughs> 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 Hello, Andre and Ian. Uh, what have I been watching? I'm going to tell you real quick. I don't have a whole lot to talk about. So I'm talking about Euphoria finally ended. Uh, strong first season. Please watch it if you haven't. I feel like it's what uh, Netflix is trying to do with Riverdale and 13 Reasons Why. Like, if if, if those shows were actually uh, really good and they were this and they were on HBO, that's Euphoria. Was that shade? Yes, it was. It got very dark in here. So shady. <laughs> you guys in the shade? Do you feel a chill in the shade? I mean, you said Riverdale, and I wanted to like scream, like run for the hills. So. I wanted to snatch wigs. Um, strong cast, beautifully lit. Um, I think the writing is very on point. I think we have whatever y'all were trying to do with you and all that other garbage over there that you put on Netflix and stuff. With, with in the of this ilk, they actually did on Euphoria. So if you want to see how it's supposed to be done. Go over to, to HBO and watch Euphoria. Zendaya, I love her and anything she's on. Um, Hunter Schaefer is in this. She's I've never seen her before. She's amazing as Jules. Kat is amazing. Strong characters, just love it all. And then they're they're you know, their teenage psychopath in Nate. Oh my God, he's amazing and dark, and you love hate him. So, um, and it ended up. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to rethink. I watched it in the middle of the night, but I'm going to have to rethink that ending. Like, how, how did it go on a high note? It went out on a, on a definitely a good cliffhanger note, but the finale felt a little bit out of step with the rest of the season, and I don't know why. Maybe hmm. it's just me and insomnia and watching it in the middle of the night. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and see it. But it's coming back for season two, so I'm very excited about that. Um, also... Checked out The Boys. The Boys is on Prime. Dark, fucked up, Gar- Garth Ennis. Uh, what is Kripke's first name? Chris Kripke? Kripke? Anyway, he's the creator. Eric. Eric. So Eric Kripke, Kripke and uh, Garth Ennis, who did Preacher. He did the graphic novel for Preacher, also produces Preacher. And this is also Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg who are doing The Boys. Talk about fucked up. There's always the premise that people toy with what if – Superman were a were a bad guy. What if he were a psychopathic villain grown in a lab? Um, yeah, he would be uh, this asshole. Blonde. He's got the American flag for a cape. And his name is Homelander. <laughs> Wonder who they're picking on here. Uh, it's very much of its time. Very much dark. Also a kind of a treatise on, you know, our heroes, our superheroes. An antithesis to the MCU. I don't know. Have you seen it yet, Andre? I have not. It's definitely on my list. Wonder I want to. I want to get it at least started before I go back to school next week. Yeah. 
um, which will probably be next week because I'm not like working at all. I'm just going to be focusing on packing, so I'll probably put that on in the background. It's not a long season. It's like eight. Eight episodes. Oh, yeah, I can do that. But like, it, yeah. it's not just Homelander who's like a super douche. It's like all of these superheroes are just asshats. So... And then there's like the shiny young girl who gets to be part of the seven and we sort of track it with through her POV. Uh, very dark, very um, – I enjoyed it, but if you don't enjoy like super dark shit like Euphoria, then this is probably not the thing for you. But it's – I mean, and you're the MCU guy, you know, your professor Marvel. So it'll be interesting to see your take on this. So we'll have to come back and revisit the boys once you watch. It's the anti-Disney. Yeah, the anti-Marvel. It's anti very anti, you know, how we see our heroes. These guys are, everybody's just a raging fucking asshole. So, and, and this is kind of a world that I would imagine. My cynical heart would probably, if somebody announced themselves being, having superpowers and coming on the stage and saying, I'm Homelander, I would run for the hills. I'd be like, I'm, can I go to another planet that this guy's not from? Because we're all doomed. I would not have a good feeling. And maybe if I saw mm. Thor, I'd be like, oh, Thor seems like he's a good guy, you know. <laughs> Not super smart, couldn't take over the world, but this guy is just, uh, he, he plays you. Homelander, like, is always looking for an angle, and he's a raging psychopath. So, uh, and then Years and Years wrapped up. Scariest show on TV. If you haven't checked that out yet, you can sit down and watch it all in one clip on HBO. I think The Boys and Years and Years are not long seasons, so you can sit down and check those out. Again, very dark. If you want to just, like, a dark binge fest... You would do The Boys, and you would do Years and Years, and you would do Euphoria, and probably throw in Handmaid's Tale when it wraps up and be like, I, I don't want to live. No. Uh, dark, dark, <laughs> dark, dark stuff. I'm just realizing I'm watching a lot of dark shit this summer. It's in. A lot of people are doing some dark shit. I mean, I think I've always just been into dark shit. It's my time. Um, and then what else? <laughs> Then, you know, to be fair, I wanted to see also um, my Sunday in something. So I went to check out Natalie in Four Weddings and a Funeral. I'll finish it. I'm not totally hating on it, but uh, as a series, it's all right. I'm happy she's working. It's not terrible. I guess I don't work with, like, light things. And we know that uh, Mr. Robot is wrapped. They had the wrap party last night, so we don't know. I guess that's coming out in September. Will Mr. Malik jump on and do Bond? I don't know, but I know that uh, it wrapped, and I was, like, squeeing over all the pictures of everybody together. But also very sad because no more scenes with these actors, and it's coming to a conclusion. Mm. So I'm going to have, like, I'm having a little, what it's do you call it? It's been a year of conclusions, hasn't it? Has it? I'm telling you, my a big things this year ended. were Game of Thrones and Mr. Robot coming uh, to an end within the same year. It's gonna hit me more when I see that last episode. I'm like just, right now, yeah. I'm I'm keep my I'm sort of I'm not I'm not letting myself think about the end of that. I'm pre. So do we have a solid date for uh, when season four comes out? If you if you believe your Reddit uh, and what Sam and the boys have thrown out there, they threw out this random piece of like uh, pixelated video, and somebody slowed it down, and and it looks like it's gonna be September maybe. Okay. Um, there's something around that. Either that's the launch date or when they start promoting it. But I think they're going to time it out. It's like 12 episodes or something that'll end around the Christmas time, kind of flowing with the theme of Christmas in the episode. It's a Christmas. Mm, okay. A very special. And we're going to be doing episodes on that? Yes or no? I don't know. I think we should talk about it. You know, what do you guys think out there? It's a lot, though. Maybe we just do like, we, we do like, 
every three and then check in. I don't know. I think episode. I I, I don't know. We'll have to see. I want to do episode kinda, by episode. I kind of think it. I think it's in the in the the, the category of shows that qualifies for the episode. How about episode. this? How about we do our regular weekly and then we just do a twenty minute mini sode every week on that episode. Or we just make our regular weekly about that. And just do that the the Mr. Robot Corner. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> So we save on space. We data, I mean, that's data, what we management. data management. We just figured it out. All right. I'm so glad we did this on the podcast because that's that's time efficiency. Great. Learn to have a podcast. We literally have a thread between the three of us that we talk in all day long, and then we just decided to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm so glad. So Mr. Robot Corner it is. We have to come up with a K for that. Chaos Corner. And then we talk about Mr. Robot. Studio audience, what do you... They're nodding. Yeah. <laughs> They don't say anything, but they're nodding. That, that would be haggis. Yeah. Um, and then Dairy Girls is back. I didn't know there was going to be a second season. I haven't watched it yet. My friends are like freaking out about it. So it's like eight episodes or six episodes. That's back on Netflix. So please check that out. Um, and then these are, and then I'm going to be done talking about stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to My Favorite Murder. I know that 19 million to 20 million people do. I've discovered it late. People have been talking about My Favorite Murder, the podcast, forever. And I finally started listening to it, and I am hooked. I love those two broads. They are my favorite. It's really good. They are unapologetically themselves. I've mentioned it before, but I've really gotten into it, and now I'm becoming somewhat of a super fan. I just love uh, the way they are. And they have merch. And they have merch, and they have their own network, and... It, they just make me feel really good about what we are doing on our podcast and podcasts like us, that people are just be yourself and, and come to the table with what you have, and it'll pay off, I think. We're slowly but surely finding our audience, and I think they did too. So I just love those chicks because they just are who they are. And they don't try to know stuff that they don't know, and they are just who they are. They make me feel good about myself. So they're like they're not a guilty pleasure because a guilty pleasure denotes that it's something that you should be ashamed of that you secretly consume. They are one of my happy things. Like if the world is going to hell in a handbasket, which if you tucked your head outside your window for five seconds this week, um, shit is fucked up. It's one of those things that I go to and go, murder. I'll listen to a murder from long ago in the bathtub and feel better. That, again, (laughs) I probably need to see a shrink now that I'm just hearing myself talk out loud. What are you talking about? That's what we're here for. It's a lot of dark shit, man, that I'm into. I'm like, yeah, I have a good... I escaped the world by listening about murders. And then Grand Designs, which is is completely innocent and soft, and you should watch it. Grand Designs on Netflix. I can't stop watching it. It's like super oh yeah, posh so, people in yeah. London with shit tons of money and a couple of regular Joes from like Ireland and Scotland who... um who have money and they put up these amazing little projects. I get a little anxiety watching it sometimes because I'm thinking, oh, my God, these poor people. But they end up like these with these beautiful, by and large, uh, end result homes. And now I have house envy. I want to go, like, tear the house down to its foundation and, and just create a little beautiful wonder box on the corner. Well, it, it, what it does is, like, it gives, it's, like, Giving me ideas of if it you know, does, you know, like I like the idea of of the modern, but I also like a little touch of, you know, something that's not so modern. A little vintage thrown yeah. with your modern. Yeah. I know a lot of people just hate the box on box. I love the stacked boxes. We have a lot of that in our neighborhood, and I think they're awesome. I like a modern house, but then I do like to throw a little, a little of the past in there, a little ornate yeah. fire fireplace there, if you will. 
little something-somethings in the corner. So it's not all dark. I don't watch all dark, horrible shit. I do watch Grand Designs. And the host is really good, too. I love him. Because like, he'll say the things that, you know, we sort of think of, you know, as viewers. It's like, why are they doing that? He's not obnoxious. He's not trying to be about himself, although yeah. he's very Natalie dressed. And I like that he, you know, he's, I don't know, I like his style. He's an older dude. He's not trying to be too hip, but he just is cool. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. So. Those are my recommendations for the week. There's tons of stuff going on. Like, I'm going to have to wait for Handmaid's Tale to tell its last two stories because I'm super frustrated right now. Although they did some pretty cool shit this week. Like, somebody finally got murderized. I think I fell asleep. But I feel like it should be another kind of, I mean, you know, I know you can't just murder your cast in the middle of the season, you know, like Game of Thrones. But I am, I am like, unless they kind of explain a couple of things, I'm, I'm, currently frustrated but it's an important show so i'm not hate watching it i really yeah. i'm rooting for the show still i think it's an important show it's it's of our time it has some things to say but yeah i gotta finish up lots of spookies i got a whole list of things i just gotta i gotta clock through and poor ian's like what happened what am i gonna watch i try to wait for you to watch things but you're you get busy <laughs> and you you're taking care of everybody in the house this summer and you're his our in-laws are here. Your parents are here. So you you're looking after yeah. them. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I've. I haven't had a summer. No vacation. You haven't had a summer vacation. Well, I mean, not like you know, we're adults. Adults. I feel don't like you get live in the vacation. kitchen. I feel like you hang out like a bat in the kitchen, just ready to prepare a meal or clean up after somebody's I think, meal. I think. I think once once the end of the, once September comes around, beginning of September, I think I'll I'll be able to. You'll just be flopped in the corner. Yeah. I'll your ha- hand in your pants yeah. with a monkey on your shoulder. Wait, that's Andre. And a cup of co- a cup of es- expre- uh, espresso. espresso, wearing a fez. Yeah. On a I love bag. the picture you painted of me. It's, it's just really, it's my favorite thing. It's the man that I want to be. Right, you know? it really isn't. <laughs> I don't think you want to be. An I old hope Turkish in fifty man, years but... <laughs> that I can like you know have a monkey in my shoulder. I'm drinking espresso in a house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's the dream. That's it, right there. Uh, <laughs> dream defined. Live in the dream. Live in the dream, albeit a one that's kind of legion like. Which is uh, also coming to a conclusion. I think the finale is in this weekend, too. So a lot of things are wrapping up, making way for what deep summer TV. We don't really have hiatuses and like a, a cycle anymore. I feel like just a f- summer movies come out and then strange things just surface on Netflix and Prime. So a lot of things that are like coming to the surface in August. Are we, are we waiting for anything Outside of Mr. Robot. Outside of that, I can't think of anything. Like I said, I'm just waiting for Handmaid's Tale to make sense. No. no that's not <laughs> going to make sense. I don't know. It may. I feel, you know what I feel like is happening with Handmaid's Tale? I was just telling my cousin this before we came on, is that I feel like this is season two of Mr. Robot or other shows where they're building up some stuff. So this, all this stuff is important, and it's setting the stage for the final season. So I'm, I'm not mad at it. I, I have to give myself some patience and room to go, all right. They're setting some shit up, but I swear to God that last season, if there's just not a, just blood in the streets and a bunch of, of chads just choking on their own blood, and Aunt Lydia's not strung up by her own ovaries and intestines from the big blight post, I'm going to be mad. I feel, I feel, I feel, with Handmaid's Tale, I feel our main character is 
over here doing her shit, and the real resistance is over here. Look, <laughs> you know, if, if this done. season had been nothing but just Martha's and Elizabeth Moss showed up in like an episode, I've been fine. If it just been a whole season of Martha's, I'm, I'm down. I want to actually see a spinoff of the Martha Martha's, and like day one, they all get taken over. I don't know what qualifies you to be a Martha, but I would. I feel like I would be a Martha. I feel like I would definitely be a Martha. But like, are you see so your unmarried person? You can't be gay because they throw you in jail. They send you to the colony. So they're not gay women. Although I feel like a lot of these women are like, you know, my people. And then I feel like, but, but like, what constitutes? Like you're barren and unmarried, so you're a Martha. Is that the qualifications? But I think day no. one, they're like, you're a Martha, you're a Martha. And they accidentally just picked all the bitches who were like, oh, we're going to fuck this shit up. They all looked at each other in the room, gave them like the yeah, they their are. outfits, <laughs> and they were like, oh, we're going to own this shit. Like they were like day one. They're like, oh, you know, we're going to start an underground railroad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bitch. We already got like. So I want to see an entire show about those ladies because those ladies are the ballers. They're the G's of this story. They're, they're the ones getting shit done. And the handmaid who rolled up in there. Just blew everybody yeah, to see? bits. Like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, what's her name? Is, the is other girl. Whole... See, Elizabeth Moss is staring in the camera forty-five minutes. Exactly. Or she's in the warehouse with all the lights on, running around. Yeah. You know that that last season. Whatever, so far, it's so. been one long dolly track of her staring in the camera, and I just want to know why. I want to know all the shit that's happening apart from <laughs> right Moss's character. I don't, I'm not interested so yeah. much in her. Right. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What you got going on, Andre? What have you been clocking? What are you into? What's your... Um, I just want to run through a couple of news items that came out this week and uh, just want to quickly touch upon um, uh, the digital release of Endgame and all the extra goodies that came out of that. Yes. Uh, talking about Marvel. Big surprise right here. Look, um, I got anyway. this robot. I always got to do a Malik thing or a robot thing or... We have our we have our podcast checklist. We it evolves over time, you know. Yeah. But you know, um, just a couple of noticeable things. Uh, Netflix has apparently canceled uh, the OA after two seasons. I know. I haven't seen the which second surprised season. me. Yeah. Which surprised me because I thought it was a, a very good TV show that everyone liked. But you know, Netflix goes for those kind of shows those days. Um, and you guys, did you see the first not- season? Did I watched like the first couple episodes. I saw yeah. the first season. It was bizarre shit. So I wonder where they went with season two. I mean, there's only so many places shit. you could take that. I'm surprised they could even get a second season out of that. That's just a weird. I mean, I love Brit. I think Brit's a great creator. She's a humanist sci-fi. She was one of the early people to kind of really put that out there, you know, breaking that mold. So I, I find her highly interesting as a filmmaker. So I don't know. But I don't think that's mm-hmm. necessarily a cancellation. Surely that's just they let the story come to a natural conclusion, right? Um, possibly. I'm not sure. the The term like canceled now has been like in these days is kind of like, did Netflix order the cancellation or they like we're done? Like, most of the time you don't get the luxury of the latter. I so. feel like at this point Netflix is like this. Netflix is like a bored king. You know, they sit around eating whatever is delivered to them on a silver platter, and they're like, no more of that. I think I'll have some of this 13 Reasons Why pudding. <laughs> and then they, you know, like, I feel that's what happens. And they're like, oh, I'm bald. Let's go and do something else. Ah. You know, so I feel like that's what's happened with this. It's like, 
Yes, that was bizarre for two yeah. seasons. Yeah. Blah, you know. It's kind of like, oh, what's that What's that show that came out like a, a year ago? Yeah, that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just cancel that. Yeah. Just, <laughs> right. Like, we need some money yeah. to make the other thing. How's my, okay. Oh, we're doing the Scorsese thing? Well, let's cancel five shows. That's going to be really expensive, right? That motherfucker. You can't tell yeah, him, yeah, yeah. like, stay on a budget. Yeah. You know, he's an Oscar winner. He's a legend. So let's just cancel five mm-hmm. shows. Just, you know, just pick one. Intern, tell the intern to pick them. Intern's like, oh, I didn't watch those, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it feels like those um, are just these decisions, right? I don't know. It feels it feels like it. It does it sadly feels arbitrary, but you never know. Um don't know the situation behind those kinds of things. Um speaking of which, Thirteen Reasons Why trailer came out for season three, didn't watch it, only knew about it because apparently the fourth season, which they have been renewed for, will be their final one, which to me is not a cancellation in that Netflix saw the uh, the controversy and was like, we should end it here. No, four seasons is a good amount of a show. Yeah. Um, and you're just going to like let it peter out, even though it should have been just shot dead in the water a couple of seasons ago. Could have been worse. Could have um, been 13, epi- 13 seasons. seasons. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, uh, the 100 is also going to end with season seven. I don't watch the 100, but it's always a show that I hear about all the time. Me too. Um, I did try to, I did try to watch it. Me too. Uh, Not really my thing. I didn't get past Um, like the third episode. Like, and everybody like, like Stephen King watches 100 and I'm like, yeah, he and I tend to have like, we like some of the same things. And then uncle Stevie will like something like, bitch, what are you watching that for? So I don't know if this is one of those, but everybody I know. Loves yeah. the 100. I feel like at this point, as it's coming to an end, I want to just sit down and at least clock the first season. Yeah, I've heard good and bad things about it, but I just thought it was interesting because I knew that the sixth season was supposed to be, be like a, a reboot of sorts for the show. Kind of like how season nine was supposed to be for The Walking Dead, yeah. except it was just more of the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I, seven seasons is, is, is pretty good. Well, see, um, like, I just started watching Winona Earp. And I feel like 100, hmm. Winona Earp, Supergirl, all of those shows sort of sit. Is that because they're queer shows? Anyway, I feel like those shows kind of sit within the same kind of realm. So well, they're, know. yeah, the, the CW, yeah. Yeah. Is Winona Earp CW or is, is that Netflix? It's on Netflix now. I feel like it didn't start out there, though. I don't know. Uh, but I know that I was, I kept yeah. watching it because I'm watching Mutt Chit from Shit's Creek on it playing doc holiday that's why i was watching yeah so got it um and some interesting piece of news that came out um interesting for me uh andy circus is apparently um directing the venom sequel what (laughs) yeah he just closed the deal um i'll probably watch days ago yeah i like andy's work i think he's great i'm excited i'm excited that guy is so Um, all-around talented isn't he he just, I just get like such a good vibe from him. You yeah. ever see some, like you don't know him, but like you look at him and you're like, I'm pretty sure he's a decent dude, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like he's one of those guys who, yeah, him and Taika Watiti, I'm just like, you guys seem like you're, you're good dudes. Not yeah. the same kind of dude, but like, yeah, good times. Watch Andy just. But wouldn't it be cool asshole. if they made a movie together? Oh yeah. That would be something. That would be super <laughs> awesome. That would be something. That would make a lot of people um, pissed off, too. There's a lot of people who just don't like Taika. Like, oh, one thing I discovered, talking about Endgame. Endgame came out. Leslie Jones started watching it. I haven't 
caught up to her Instagram watching Endgame. But one thing that jumped out at me is that she has a specific hate for Ragnarok, which you know how like you love like hmm. Leslie's my hero. I love her. She's amazing. And then she says this and I'm like, what's up? And then somebody goes, love you, girl, but I'm not tolerating any Ragnarok hate. And she goes, I don't give a fuck. I didn't like it. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. I mean, she didn't like it. But I'm like, but why? And then Ian was telling me that there's a lot of hate for Ragnarok by people and Taika in the MCU specifically. And I'm like, Where? what? <laughs> like, I did not know that. No, I, did I didn't know, know well, either. Isn't isn't I, I think something? Um, I think Andre, you, you shared with us. It was like a when when we realized he was gonna. Um, people were were, uh, were were saying how they didn't want him to direct it. Yeah, and then he clapped back on Twitter. It's like you'll just you'll oh, do but it, that yeah. but that was for the the fourth Thor movie. Yeah, but yeah, it was, just, a, it was a bunch the, of guys on Twitter. The, the hate yeah, it was a bunch him, of guys though. on Twitter being like. So it's like yeah, five guys on Twitter. So not real, like not really anything real. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that's what it sounds. I, I was stand like, corrected. Yeah. Well, he's universally beloved, as I, as I as thought. you had thought, as I had thought, no, as he should be. And that's interesting. In I mean, you know, entitled to your own opinion. I guess, like, if I don't know how much of a MC, I don't know if Leslie Jones is like an MCU fan or if he, if she's watching. No, because I know I, she did the same yeah. thing with Infinity War. I remember her like watching that and <laughs> being like, "What the fuck." And it being really funny. But I guess, like, I think the reason MCU fans loved Ragnarok so much because it, just because it was different and we finally got, like, a good Thor representation. But I guess for people watching that out of context might be like, why is this trying to be overly funny? What is... I, I, do I like this style? I'm just shocked, I... though, because she's a comedian. Like, I think I thought that she would get it. But Leslie always surprises me. She likes what she likes. She does what she does. And yeah. I get it. I respect that, too. Like, you know what? You don't have to like everything. That I like. Yeah. That's fine. I just like her take on things. It's just hilarious. And then, of course, she's like there at the, after the snap going, wait a minute, 50% of the world. And then she starts like, this is the only one I kludged in on. She's like, w would it really be that bad? I don't know what she was saying. But I was like, yeah, I had the same thoughts. Like, would the world just go to hell if half of the people, you know. It would for like the first couple. Of, I watched the there's a YouTube uh, series um, titled "What If" and it just it's just like a four minute video, uh, just like sort of exploring these like crazy scenarios. Like, what if the Earth stops spinning? What if you fell into a vat of liquid nitrogen? And it like breaks down scientifically what would happen, and it did that for like what would happen if half of the population on Earth disappeared, and then it goes through that and be like, you know, first couple of months. Not great because you have like people falling out of the sky and like airplanes are going everywhere. But like after a while, we would figure it out we'd be, and it'd be okay. It would be fine. We'd just be back to like, yeah. we'd be back on our bullshit. We would be yeah. back on our bullshit. Yeah. Nothing would really change after a couple they years. They would just, just recast all those people on our favorite reality shows and just pick up right where we left off. And there'd there'd just be, be like garbage <laughs> up above our houses. <laughs> well, here's, here's There'd it. be a handful of like new memorials and stuff like that. That's right. You know, just. There is a show. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on. Remember, it was on the History Channel. It's like 200 years after man. And it would show you like what cities would happen, like what happened to cities of, after mankind. Like somebody really had a burning desire to see human beings become extinct because I was fascinated with the series like five years. After. <laughs> and they would pick a city and just show you what would happen with the vines and the things. And they, yeah, and and they the just block. like they played it forward digitally. Yeah, yeah. I remember that show. I love that show. I forget. It's it probably called just that. Anyway, continue. 
Uh, but no, the the digital version of Endgame came out this past weekend. Um, it was great. I I bought the uh, I always buy like the the one with the bonus features and everything. Um, finally enough, because on if you buy it on Amazon, it's the same price as the just like version without the bonus features. Right, it is. Like, why would you like? Why would they even offer that? Who well, goes- because that's what I was saying. Because it's usually like six dollars more or like five dollars more to to get the bonus features. But I don't know if it was because. It was coming out that weekend. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it's the same price. So get the bonus features because there's a lot of really great stuff on it. Uh, when I popped open the to watch the movie, the runtime said like seven hours. And I'm like, did this bitch really give us like four hours of bonus features? My God. <laughs> like, is, all be is that what I'm getting it. into? Yeah. So I so I watched the movie and then I watched everything after. And uh, some of the extras include, I don't know if you watched, but it was the Stan Lee tribute, um, really touching, goes in behind the scenes a little bit of like what those cameos were like. What we it was haven't like watched it yet, set. no, but I want to, yeah, definitely. It's really touching. Yeah. It's really touching. I'm going to be Um honest. And then after that, you get about an hour of like featurettes that focus on like the core six Avengers and like um, how they found the actor what the character's gone through in the past 10 years and you get to hear the actors talk about their own characters and it's it's really pure because like it's it's a treat to just like hear an actor talk about a character that they've inhabited that long because you know they spent so much time just like thinking about it and like living that second life in that character um and, and how Chris it's Evans really acting like, did we get into how it's actually acting and it's yeah. a real role <laughs> Uh yeah, Chris Ev- Chris Evans gets like choked up for half a second, and I'm like, wow, you know, um, and then so that's about an hour, and then I'm like, okay, we got about three hours left on this thing. What is this? And then the movie starts again, and it's like, all right, hi, this is uh Joe Russo and Anthony Russo and Christopher Marcus, Steve McFeely. I'm like, oh, it's the commentary. Why did I think they gave us four hours? A bonus features. You over no here idea. thinking they put that black they put that Black Widow backstory on here. There's an hour of that. <laughs> they did. You got then you got like you got realistic Thor on like the Bachelor of uh, the Bachelor. You know that's like, another hour. It's going because like the the Infinity <laughs> yeah <laughs> the Infinity War bonus features didn't have the commentary, so I wasn't expecting it. But then this started, and I was like, oh yay! Uh, so I watched that's the, the movie. commitment. I, I did it's, commentary. I, I didn't watch this all in one sitting. I, I did commentary for a fi- the, the only film I've ever produced. Uh, good luck finding it. Uh, and I remember just going in and then they're like, we don't stop. I don't know how the big boys do it. I was on a, my low budget film, but I went into this, um, a place that does this here in LA. I don't know if they're still around, but we just sat there and it's, it's one long take. You just go, don't curse. <laughs> we don't have to, we'll charge you extra for stopping down and like beeping things out. But like one long thing where it's cheap, to just do it on one run. And we were like, yeah, I don't even see like doing it a second time. Like you have your thoughts. You're not going to go back. You know, I'm sure with Marvel movie, they chop it up. But if I'm like, you know, you just, the Russo is probably just like rip. Just do it. I don't know. It sounded, yeah, it sounded like the, it would just sat down for three hours and talked about the film. You just but no, it. it's, it's, it's a really interesting and valuable commentary. I mean, I'm a slut for that sh- shit anyway. Yeah, me too. Um, it was, it was almost like. It was like half of it was like little bonus like things that they were talking about while they were working on. 
um, like possible scenes, which I'll get to in, in a minute. Um, and the other half, it was kind of like you were watching a writing masterclass because then the writers were trying to be like, okay, so the reason we're doing this is to remind you of this. And the reason this works is because we didn't do this and like we were going to do that. But then it's just like really interesting as someone who admires the writing process to like hear these people talk about. And the Russos, even though they're not credited as the writers, definitely had a hand in helping that. And they're talking about like the act structure and like all the different characters. It's really, really interesting. If you have the fortitude to watch the three hours with the commentary, I would highly suggest it. Cool. Um, so were you going to say something? No, I was just cool. Oh, oh, okay. So I shocker. I didn't have like there. a, you know, usually my retorts are three minutes long. <laughs> You're like thrown off by that. She just went, okay. <laughs> no, yes. I thought you said, well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, Andre, you're wrong <laughs> because no, I have no idea. Sounds um, great. And I just, I'm just going to quickly point out three things that jumped out at me. There's a bunch of other stuff in this commentary. That's awesome. But three things that stood out to me. That was interesting. Um, number one being that the time travel suits, the white tra time travel suits uh, that they are using to go back in time uh, never actually existed. So uh, yeah, I saw that the when they had dots all over them. I'm like, what? Yeah, this, those suits are completely CGI, and they talk about it in the commentary, um, and they give a shout-out to the VFX team because the, you can see, like, the little attention to detail that they put in, little wrinkles, little speckles of dirt. Like, it's really amazing, and you never notice it until someone points it out. Like, I actually researched it, and, like, yeah, the, those suits never actually existed. Um, and partly it was because they were filming Infinity War and Endgame at the same time, and the, the idea of the suits didn't come till after they shot it. They knew they wanted to do something. That's why they had those tracking dots. Um, but they didn't know what until they got to post. So I thought that was awesome. Again, the visual effects in this, just for Marvel in general, is just fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, the I am Iron Man line, right before Tony snaps his fingers, in the original cut, uh, he didn't say anything. Um, the very last reshoot they did was they got, uh, RDJ back in the studio. I think it was at Pinewood and they had him say that line before he snaps his fingers cause they were editing it. And I think one of the editors was like, we have to have him say something there. Cause it feels like we need a, just a little more additional impact to oh, what wow. he's about to do. That makes all the difference yeah. in the world to you know. I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. I mean, come on. That's yeah. who, who is this editor yeah. that deserves a prize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they got him in for like a couple hours did that line and then put it right back in the movie that's awesome um, and this one is really kooky and when i heard it i was like where's my wig um apparently in a really early version of the script there was a version of the final battle where 2014 thanos would appear on the avengers compound after he's destroyed it with 2012 Cap's decapitated head. What? Implying that before he came to the future, he went back, cut off Captain America's head as a sort of like sick gotcha for cutting my head off. And he was going to like throw it at the Avengers feet. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm listening to that and I'm like, wow. What? And like the writers were like, we thought about it. It was very late at night and we woke up the next day we were like it's that's probably a bridge we don't want to cross there would have been wigs all up in the atmosphere <laughs> we would have been traumatized Captain marvel would have been like swimming through those going where all these wigs come from man what are these wigs up there? what's <laughs> happening just like a lot of wigs in space the fuck 
the whole planet of wigs up here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I would. I think we would have tripped out. See, and by way of example, yeah. and I'm not finished with the season yet. It's not done. We have two episodes. That's the kind of thing they would do on Handmaid's Tale. They would just amp it up and just amp it up and amp it up. And I was saying this to my cousin. I said, you know, good storytellers know when to go. Here's enough outrage for us to sit with and remember and carry with us. So when your main protagonist starts like cutting fools up, you're like, oh, they're justified. But I feel like on Handmaid's Tale, I know we're not talking about these two things, but I'm just diving into it by way of example of they keep going. And then we do this egregious thing to her on this episode. And then these five things to her in this episode. And they just they ratchet it up to the degree we're like, look, just being taken against your will and, and forcibly raped until you give birth to a child is bad enough on a show. You don't have to have all these <laughs> yeah. other damn things. So I feel like Marvel's going, look, the dude killed half of the population. We don't need to be throwing Captain America's decapitated head into this shit. So I'm glad yeah. that they reserved. I think they, people- said, they said that. They were like, if we're, if we're writing and we, and we feel that everything is, what we're writing is for intentional shock that does nothing to the story then it has no place in the story thank you somebody needs and that's to call what i'm talking about call like a the handmaid's tale call the writer's office right now and have a <laughs> talk with them all right yeah um but that was my big takeaways again it's just like three hours of just good valuable shit cool um, i like that good valuable so i would shit. highly recommend it yeah merch merch good valuable shit that is awesome what else anything else you're checking out uh, that's it for me. That's it. I just noticed this. I mean, I know I've. it should be obvious to me, but sometimes you wear glasses and sometimes you don't. Am I imagining that? You don't always wear glasses. Are you talking to me? Yes. Yeah, no, I don't always wear glasses. Yeah. So, and I, I know this and then I don't know it or I don't. It's so obvious that you have Dan Levy's eyebrows. And I didn't really <laughs> notice that you have Dan Levy's eyebrows until I just saw you with glasses. So you guys should just clock Andre on his um, his YouTube channel and his Instagram. He's Andre Magalhaes. You should check out his eyebrows. He's got Dan Levy's eyebrows, man. I'm, and because your glasses are thick and black like his are, like they just, they're, I swear to God, you guys, you need to ask your moms where she was <laughs> at. You know. Um, thank you. Did she ever go to Canada? <laughs> So, you know, you might have an older brother. She so might need to need to ask mom where she was. Sounds like a very weird fanfic. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's it. So I have no, a sometimes I wear it. Sometimes sometimes I wear them. Sometimes I don't. Just just depends. You look good in glasses. Thank you. But you definitely have Dan uh, Levy eyebrows. Just saying. Yeah. yeah sometimes I'm just like, I can't get them clean. And I just say, fuck it. I can't. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. I'll walk the world blind. I just rediscovered my progressives because I sat on my um, my video game glasses. That's what I call them. I <laughs> only put them on to like watch TV late at night or play video games. And I sat on them. And when my big ass sat on them, like they did, they, d- they done. <laughs> and I kind of don't have the budget to go and like replace them at this point. And I love these glasses. So I'm either going to try to repair them, whatever. So I rediscovered my progressives. So I'm craning my head around like a weirdo. Um so I'm just like, it's like a street, it's like a new old thing in my life. And I'm like, I can see. It's fun. But I don't have, uh, I have the opposite of Dan Levy's eyebrows. I messed with them too much in the 80s. And I didn't listen to my mother who said, don't be fucking with your eyebrows because they don't grow back. And they did not. So I have these thin, half dead caterpillar skeletons uh, laying on my face. <laughs> so 
I admire a good a good brow. Ian has a good strong eyebrow. I I don't. If I was a vain woman who wore makeup, I would just paint them in, you know, like Jeffree Star or one of those people. But I don't do that. I just don't go out in public. Now that's something you've learned about us today. Our, bra- our brow game is strong with the guys, but me not so much. Anyway. All right. Uh, we'll be back with, uh, with more stuff. Next week, we'll be back in the middle of the week. We're going to be stepping away uh, to go do a thing, and then we'll be back, and we'll be back uh, midweek next week. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. And you can check us out on ashlandthepodcast.com. That's where the podcast is. Also, can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Where else have I put it? I don't know. I kind of just <laughs> got all this gusto years ago and just planted it in 12 different places. And there's probably like somebody who's checking it out on some very obscure platform. It's still going there. So awesome. I'm glad that you're still listening to it. But guys, uh, check out uh, these things we were talking about. The Boys, Years and Years. The Great Hack, if you haven't seen that, that'll scare the shit out of you. Euphoria, all of season one, Four Weddings and a Funeral. And uh, catch up on your Mr. Robot, at least by the end of the year. Dairy Girls, tell me what they're saying. I can't understand the accent. My Favorite Murder, wonderful podcast, Grand Designs, and Endgame on digital. Check that out. And go back and look at the OA, uh, seasons one and seasons two, and write a very uh, strongly worded email to Netflix if you want to see season three. Although... They don't care. They're not gonna. They're not gonna hear you. Um, but yeah, take care of yourself. Uh, get a lot of rest. Don't drink caffeine before bed, like I'm doing, because that's stupid. So, all right, guys. I love you. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>